Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Acts chapter four, reading from the New International 1984 version, verse 29. And if you're all there, say, It was pretty good. I'm going to take it from verse 23 since you don't have notes. (laughs) On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they lifted their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit of the mouth of your servant, our father, David. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord, against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled. They were all filled. They were all all filled. I'm emphasizing that. It doesn't say all that many times. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly. And all the believers were in one heart and mind, verse 32. No one claimed to have any possessions of his own but they shared everything they had with great power. What kind of power? Great power. The apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them for from time to time, those who owned lands and houses brought the money, the sales, they put it at the apostles feet and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the freedom that's here tonight. Glorious liberty. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I've had uh, an amazing week of uh, encounter With the Lord, I've, I've shared some of that in an ET, ETS, eat the, eat the scroll, something that it's eat the scroll, eat the squirrel. Uh, I don't much care for squirrel, although I have had squirrel, not much meat on those pine nut squirrels here in Alaska. Those gray squirrels down in, in, in the lower 48, those got some meat on them, but the, these little pine nut squirrels, you know, they're just, uh, what are they called? The staff of life. It's interesting their role in the whole uh, food chain here in Alaska. 
Uh, let me give a shout out to some of the people that are online. I so appreciate uh, Grandma Olivia, uh, who hosts all of our online folks on Facebook. Wyoming, Oklahoma, Los Angeles, California, online, Texas, a smaller state to the south. We're so glad. Uh, New York, I believe, Dillingham, Idaho. We love you all. Glad you're with us. Uh, what was I saying? Pine nut squirrels. I have no idea how I was going to tie that into what I was trying to say to you. So anyway, ah, eat the, eat the squirrel. Right. So we do a program to eat the scroll and, um, I forget what day of the week it was. Maybe it was Tuesday. I had a dream. And uh, in my dream, I believe I was touched. I, well, I was touched certainly supernaturally because everything changed for me after that. And I had an encounter with the Lord even the week prior at some meetings with Chris Valentin. I want to acknowledge the fact that I got so touched by God in those meetings that I thought I was going to get sucked out of the meeting. And um, I mean, like... I. I don't know. There was no ushers. I didn't need one, but I thought I was going to leave. I was standing right next to you. I thought I was going. What do you mean? Going? I thought I was going to get drawn into the spirit and I didn't know what was going to happen. And that's quite an experience. And I don't, I don't mean, I'm not trying to use hyperbole, but God wants to release encounters to you. If, if you don't in your life, if you in your life with the Lord and your walk with Christianity, if you have things that are uh, if, if everything is explainable, you're missing something because there, ha there must be in the, in the kingdom, there's always a dimension of the supernatural where you really can't explain how that happened, how you didn't get in that car crash or how he's alive. Miracle that God did for your son. There's no explaining things like that because supernaturally, well, naturally, it's impossible that you would make it through that disease. You'd make it through that car crash. The provision would come right when you needed the check. Bam. Certain things happen where God just shows up and shows off and breaks through. And that is the walk that we have with God. The walk that you have with God is not supposed to be ho-hum and boring. It's supposed to be filled with excitement and joy. Joy. Come on, somebody say joy. Joy. And... I have not had an opportunity to share with Wally, but I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing with you about the encounter I had. And I don't know that I'm going to go into all of it just now, but when I mentioned to you, you said, oh, we have to have that. And the spirit of God touched me. And so in the front part of this message, if you look at the apostle Paul's life, you look at anybody that's ever done anything for God, there is always a mark of the supernatural on their life. I'm, I'm reading, I started reading the second volume of um, uh, John Wesley's journals. I'm, I've gone back to school to get my degree. And one of the aspects of one of the classes is I, I, I have to do a journal that I'm going to turn in. And, and uh, I used to journal more than I, well, I'm journaling now because I have to, but I'm enjoying it. And, and it's fantastic. So I don't know if you've journaled. Great men and great women of God in the past have journaled. And some of the greatest journals there are or by a man by the name of John Wesley. Does anybody know who that is? He brought great revival. Now I read, I was reading in the second volume of his journal. And you want to look at the guy's schedule? He'd, he'd make most pastors look like they're standing still and doing nothing. Every day he preached. He, they, wore out, they wore out saddles. You know what it takes to wear out a saddle? 
Had any, 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 any equestrian folks in here? Any cowboys, cowgirls? All right. You know, you know what it takes to wear out a saddle? He'd wear out a saddle every year. The circuit riding preachers in, the, in, in, the, in America, John Cartwright says, you know, later, generations later, they would wear out their, they would wear out saddles. They'd go from one place to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And they, they were driven by this wind of the spirit. Although they wouldn't say that you could see it in their journal writing. And he said, and I, I couldn't help, but get up and begin to, to preach. And a great crowd gathered once again. And when we finished, many had been converted. I got some rest and went on and another great crowd gathered. This is how the journal goes. And it, and, and there's, there's times where it's so tired. So, it's, it's hysterical. I feel, I feel ill and, and sick. I went to bed. I got up. I feel great. And I went and preached. No, I'm serious. It just goes on and on and on like that. Is there a supernatural dimension of the power of God in your life? Now I'm telling you, if there is not, it's not God's fault. And for the love of Jesus, don't make a theology to say that, well, that just doesn't happen right now. And honestly, what, he didn't even have a theology of the baptism of the Spirit of God. But I'm going to tell you something. Something from heaven moved that boy along. Because how do you preach that many times? And how do you see that many thousands of people? I think it was said of Jonathan Edwards going to a revival meeting here in, in colonial America. And as he's on his way, people are leaving, leaving their houses and they're, and they're, and they're, they're gathering. They didn't have any microphones. They didn't have to deal with reverb. Sounds too loud. Sounds too soft. That was just him carrying voice, a voice that would carry. And they would get in amphitheater type places. They'd go out in open fields and he would preach. He'd preach and, and thousands would come to the Lord. This is the history of America. And so on this one, this one account, Jonathan, I believe it's Jonathan Edwards going to have another meeting and people are going from the town to, to follow him. And it, he's heading off to a, a meadow where the acoustics were good and where he was going to preach. And a, a known atheist in the town is coming out of his house. And one of the faithful believers says to the known atheist, what are you going for? You don't believe in God. He said, yep, that's right, but he does, and I like to watch him burn. No, I don't believe in God, but he believes in God, and I like to watch him burn. What is that? They didn't even believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They never preached on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There's people that preach on the baptism of the Holy Ghost now, run over, cross all kinds of pews. We can't change the culture, can't change the community, can't. I think there's maybe some other kind of baptism God's trying to give us. Oh, I'm all for running over pews. I'll throw oil everywhere, maybe tonight. <laughs> I believe in the freedom of the Spirit of God. If it wasn't for a church like this, Pastor Karen and I simply wouldn't exist. I've had more happen to me at altar calls than I can possibly tell you. I don't even know what happened. Just like on that Friday night, something happened. I'm standing next to you and like sheets of heavy rain, just whoosh, whoosh. I'm thinking, okay, okay, let's go, God. I'm ready. Ah, I was trembling, and I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I was hoping they were just going to push that service over into the realm. It, it could have happened. It just sort of, you know, maybe it was the will of the Lord just to sort of land it softly, but I got what God wanted to give me. 
a halfway, almost, almost made a scene. Well, it's not, you know, it wasn't my church and I, I, I love them. They're all great. I'm just saying, had I really thought about it, I would have done it. But I've, I've clearly rushed altars and I'll have anybody lay hands on me that I feel like the Lord wants me to have them lay hands on me. I go because I believe in impartation. I believe in the supernatural. The apostle Paul spoke and said, I long to come to you that I might impart something to you. See, some of you sitting here right now, you're in church, you're like, this is kind of unusual. He's walking around, he's wearing those funny blue pants. This is kind of different. Lord wants to touch you. Some of you need some different. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus. You can't teach demons. I, I, don't te I gave up teaching demons long ago. Oh, oh, Jesus. The Lord's touching you. And he's, he's giving the next level of healing in your heart. And he wants you to know, son, you don't need to worry. You do your part. I've done mine and I will continue to do this continued healing in your physical heart. Talking about, talking about your physical heart. And there are miracles that are being released to you of restoration, says the Lord. Now I'm going to cause the phone call to come and it's going to bring such an encouragement to answered prayer, says the Lord. I just want to say that uh, I haven't spoken to my children in years, and my daughter's in the air right now, coming to Alaska, and there's going to be healing. You crazy people, come over here. Come stand right here. Lift, lift your hands. Holy Ghost. Pia, you ain't staying in your seat. <laughs> All the years. Fire. In the last days, it says in the book of Malachi, I'll turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. The children to the fathers. And he's doing it. Come stand next to your handsome husband over here. Holy Spirit. Ooh. Okay. All right. Fire. Can you jump on the feast Uh What are we talking about? Not squirrels. I know that. We got through that part. We're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. And there are times when you'll come into this service and uh, I'm not sure what will happen, honestly, for the rest of it. This is Minister Heidi. She was my first worship leader. My first worship leader. We had others, but you were my first worship leader when I first got here. 
we teach and preach the Word of God. And I was working on this very heady message out of, out of Ezekiel chapter 3. And I'll just reference it for a moment, but I just felt like the Lord said, Don, you're not doing that tonight. Like, okay. What, do you, what are you doing? We, you can use Acts because I want to touch people. People need to be filled with my spirit tonight. I thought, okay. And I, I, there's a unique battle that's happening within me. I'm seeing it, Pastor Karen. I'm, they're, they're the battle of intense study and scholarship trying to pull me away subtly, slowly pull me away from the simplicity of Christ. Oh, I'm all for studying. But you can study and become an idiot. You know what I mean by that? There's people that have more degrees than a thermometer and they can't cast out one devil. They don't get anybody saved and they know 10 times as much as anyone in the room. Now I'm all for studying, study to show yourself approved. I'm not saying you don't study. I'm all for worshiping the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind. I think I'm learning to worship the Lord with my mind like I never have before because I had strongholds. I don't want to get into all of that, but some of you, some of you don't worship. Come on, you have the mind of Christ. Amen. It's partially your fault, actually. You've been saying to me for seven years, we have the mind of Christ. Glory, glory, mind of Christ, glory. You can do anything. All I see is like, you can do anything, glory. Thank you for that. Come on, I want you to, here, just go like this and say, I can do anything. I have the mind of Christ. <laughs> okay. I obviously think it's much more funny than you do, but I... In Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 14, the Lord speaks to Ezekiel and he, and, he, and he tells him, go there. Is it hot in here? I'm pretty sure that's not the Holy Ghost. Uh, pretty sure it's a temperature, but they're moving towards the doors even now to get us fresh air. Fresh oh, air. You know you're in trouble when you can't find it on your phone and it has all the books right there and you're just, it's all blurry and stuff. Does anybody know? I'm like, it's in there somewhere. It's really bad if you have an Android. Oh my gosh, Ezekiel, help me, help me find that. What's going on around here? Lift your hands to Jesus. Man, he really doesn't want me to share about Ezekiel. No, I'm kidding. It's all right. I just memorized all of these. Do you remember Heidi when years ago I was, I was looking for a book in the Bible in the Old Testament and I had the, uh, I had the tabs 
I may not have had the tabs. I went to the, the con table of contents. And you're like, Pastor, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm looking up a book of the Bible. She goes, oh, that's cute. That's exactly what you said. Did you find it? Here, help me. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus. How many of you are in Ezekiel 3? See, that, see, some of you aren't, and that's why. You just need to go there right now. Ezekiel 3. Got it? Can you do that again? <laughs> Thanks. Oh, that, somebody want the scripture reference for eat the squirrel. Scroll. Then he said to me, verse 3, son of man, eat the scroll. That's where it comes from. All right, go to Ezekiel 3. Verse 10. Let's take it from verse 10. Son of man, listen carefully. Take heart of my words and speak to you. Go now to the people in exile and speak to them and say to them, I speak to every single person that's in exile. Those of you who feel far from God, it's time to draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. This is what the sovereign Lord says, whether they listen or fail to listen. <laughs> you know, it's not our job to make people listen. You can lead the horse to water. Is it cooled off yet? Almost, almost. Give it another three minutes and we'll shut her down. Three minutes. You, it's our job to bring the word. It's our job, our job to create an atmosphere. It's our job to usher people in and to rightly represent God in our actions, in our words, in our deeds, and certainly by the power of the anointing, and certainly by new hearts and miracles, signs and wonders. Come on, Jesus said, man, I might preach now. Jesus said this. Jesus said, don't believe me because of my own words. This is what Jesus said in the book of John. But believe me because I do the works of the Father. What are the works of the Father? The works of the Father are miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs point to things. I've done it before. You can see the exit sign there. You can see an exit sign there. You can try to move through that little red and white sign. It's going to hurt. And you ain't going to get outside. You don't get saved by a miracle, although it is a miracle that we get saved. The signs and wonders point to the truth. And not everybody wants to listen. But if we would be like those who were uh, following those great revivalists of old, if we would be that burning, shining lamp like Jonathan Edwards, people are going to listen. People don't listen to passionless Christianity. We don't need passionless Christianity, and we don't need people running around like freaks either fabricating something trying to be like I've seen people do stuff anybody else all right whether they listen or or, or, or don't you, you say it to him anyway then the spirit lifted me up look at verse 12 the spirit lifted me up and I heard behind me a loud rumbling sound as the glory of the Lord rose from the place where I was standing. It was the sound of the wings of the living creatures brushing against each other. Woo, well, that's a sound, isn't it? Other than the sound of the wheels besides them, a loud rumbling sound, verse 14, the spirit lifted me up and took me away and I went in bitterness and in anger in my spirit 
with the strong hand of the Lord upon me. And I, so you, you get that? He's got a bad attitude. He has an attitude problem. He's angry. He's ticked off. And yet the spirit lifts him up and takes him. And he, he comes, verse 15, to the exiles who lived in Tel Aviv near the Kabar River. And there they were living. And I sat amongst them for seven days, deeply distressed. What God was telling Ezekiel is, Ezekiel, you must say it. You must speak it. You must model it. If they listen or don't listen, that's not up to you. You go ahead and do it. He's like, well, I don't want to because I hate those rebellious people. Now, I'm, I'm angry about this. Anybody ever want to witness to somebody? They, the Lord wants you to witness and you're like, no, he can go to hell. <laughs> oh, now you? Oh, spiritual one. You might not have said, oh, they can go to hell, but you don't want to witness to them. You don't want to share. You're tired. You're on a plane. Leave them alone. Put on your headphones. Put your mask up a little bit higher. Thank God that's almost over. Hallelujah. It's amazing how many people, how people, I don't know if you've noticed, anybody notice this? It's amazing how bold people are that have masks on. I've seen people very bold when they have a mask. Take the mask off, not nearly as bold. Because it gives them sort of a new identity. You know what has to happen? We have to get our identity in Christ and that releases a boldness upon us like never before. So he's angry. He's really angry and he's brought in the spirit and he's placed by all the captives. So he's set in the middle of the captives. There he is. And he's looking. Okay, you guys are going to play captives, but you're really not. So don't receive it. Okay. So he's sitting in the middle of the captives and he's like, say nothing to these people. All a bunch of rebellious jerks. This is what it's, this is what the text is saying. God says, go speak to them. He's like, I don't want it. Well, you're going anyway. And he pulls them and he puts them there and he's angry and he's mad. And the Lord makes him testify. The apostle Paul said, he, that, that text goes on to talk about how, as I said, I wasn't going to preach on Ezekiel and we're in the book of Acts, but the apostle Paul goes on to quote this section here in Ezekiel talking about the watchman on the wall and if the watchman doesn't blow the trumpet then the blood of the people that, that get slaughtered because he didn't blow the trumpet is on his hands and he's personally responsible and the apostle Paul said I am innocent of the blood of all men he's innocent of the blood of all men because he preached the word of God this text is so amazing are you there with me would you put your hands together for Heidi? Thank you, Minister Heidi. The text is amazing. I want to just give you three keys to understand, or three keys of releasing the power of the Spirit of God in your life. Three keys of how to have a move of God. Three keys of how to have an outpouring. Three keys that are modeled very simply in this text that we desperately need in our homes, we desperately need in our business. We desperately need in the church. Somebody said to me, Pastor, I've never felt anything. I've never felt the Spirit of God anywhere like, like, like here. I think maybe uh, nobody could take credit for that, except I can say that we cry out and we pray every day here corporately. We have a corporate prayer meeting seven days a week. Seven days, not one day, not every Thursday, not Thursday night. 
every single morning from seven to eight. I'm praying, I'm hoping, I'm believing, I'm contending, I'm prophesying. One day we'll be 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We plan for that in the new building. Why? Because he's worthy and, it's, and he's worth it. And, and I'm going to tell you that something can happen to you in prayer that cannot happen to you outside of that. And I'm going to say corporate prayer. I hope you have a prayer closet. I hope that you pray. By the way, it's a closet because you're supposed to pray out loud. There is meditative prayer, but mostly prayers out loud. Everybody say it's out loud. Yeah. Jesus said, when you pray, go into your closet, shut the door. Why would you shut the door? So your father hears what you're praying openly will reward you openly. Why would, why would you have to shut the door so nobody hears you? There's times where you need to shut the door. Come on, someone say shut the door. So this text is so profound because they're threatened. They have this great miracle. They're persecuted for it. And they return to their life group. How many of you know what a life group is? They return to their home Bible study. They return to a prayer meeting. They show up. You know, we got up at 3 a.m. this morning, did a, did, a, did a run to the airport, came back. It was glorious. It was amazing. I had a beautiful time with my wife. And, you know, I wanted to kind of go home. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You get up in three, go to the airport. You, what's the next thing you want to do? Well, let's not go into a full day. That would not be, you know, I had three hours of sleep. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I know you guys are just, can do everything with an hour of sleep. But I, I, I kind of need, I need six to eight. I need, I can do six back to back to back, but not today. And so as we're, as we're coming, it's time for prayer. So instead of go to the bed, go back to sleep, re-rack. How many of you like that re-rack anointing? I like that. I like it. But we came to prayer and we prayed. You know, there's only six seats left at the women's conference. And God's going to pour out his spirit on all you precious ladies. And anybody that's, and listen, they're, they're, they're here through Sunday. She's with us, this precious prophet. She's a tremendous prophet. What's her name again? Sorry. I can't find Ezekiel and I need, I'm going to have a sleep tonight. Karen, Karen Wheaton, right, thanks. She'll preach Sunday morning. I'm going to tell you, you don't want to miss it. She's going to bring the heat. She's going to bring a word from the Lord for the region. This is a heavy hitter. If you might not have ever heard her, you'll never forget her after she leaves. She's a modern day Deborah here in, in our nation. And then Sunday night, we're having a worship concert with, uh, with Doe Jones. She's a, she's a national recording artist. She's been with us before. But since the last time she was here, she's gone like extra double famous. But she's, she still has a humble heart. And yeah, and she's single. Where's David? Anyway, she's single. Just saying. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Three keys. <laughs> Three keys to the outpouring. They had a prayer meeting. And I will tell you that you must have a prayer meeting. You say, well, I can't get here. Well, then get somewhere and have one. You need to have a prayer meeting. You need to have a daily time. You get alone with God. And I do believe that we need corporate times of prayer. 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 One of the keys to the outpouring in this text is they come and they prayed. There's all kinds of threatenings. There's all kinds of confusion. College swimmers that are men, but they win a women's medal. There's all kinds of confusion. 
How does that happen? It's simple, and, and, and please don't hear me wrong. It's just that sin is sin. I'm not going to shrink back from that. We'll stand before the Lord for it. You can't, you, can't live, you can't live life or run a society based on sociological law. Sociological law is this. Simply, I think this is right. Who gives a fig? Fig Newton. Who cares what you think is right? If what you think is right doesn't line up with God's word, then it doesn't matter what you think is right. You can, you can try to raise a, a you know, a consciousness that, that yellow is really black and try to get everybody to change their opinion about yellow. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I don't see any scripture about that, you know. But to try to say that a man is a woman and a woman is a man, now then now there's a lot of scripture about that. And to try to say that you can just get that viability of babies and you can just murder, murder babies in abortion, there's a lot of scripture about that. And really, America in many places is bound down to the God of Molech and murdering a whole generation. It needs to change. And so what's happening is that there's these prayer meetings gathering all around the nation where people are contending and fighting in prayer, waging warfare for that which God says is right and that which God says is wrong. And there's modern day John the Baptist that are rising. There is a generation that is saying, I've had it. I'm, I'm let, come on, let's God do something. And the Lord is. He's raising up a people. There's batons being passed all over the world. There's a changing of the guard. The season is changing. One of the keys, the first key to release of the power of God is prayer. Everybody say prayer. prayer. What's your prayer life like? Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, says Jesus. What would have happened if Jesus didn't pray for Simon? Simon been in hell. There's Simons out there that, that, that have not been rescued, not been brought back. I think, believe, I believe because there hasn't been the kind of prayer meeting, but that's changing. Do you have my slide? Where's my media people? Do you have that slide, my equip slide? Was that up today? Can I see it again? Is that possible? All right. You see this? I had this dream. Thank you. I had this dream, and in my dream, very generally for now, the Lord showed me behind, showed me the battle. It's very similar, my, my spirit-led, guided by an angel, I believe, dream. <laughs> Sorry, I'll be right back. He showed me the battle, and he showed me behind enemy lines. And I was behind enemy lines like a covered spy. I was greeted by certain, I believe, demonic entities, perhaps principalities that revealed things to me. I saw things. And I came out of that, came out of that dream in the process of praying. The Lord told me, do a conference immediately. I said, okay. What's that mean? As fast as you could do it. So? I am. I'm doing a conference in three weeks. It's called Equipped, Equip Training for War. And so I'm going to do it. It's on a Saturday morning. It's from 9 to 12. No cost. Come. You just come. There's no charge. 
I'm going to be one of the speakers. There's some others. I, I, I mean, I only have a, a day and a half to put it together. So thank God for the media guys. God bless you. Awesome. They give me a slide here. Equip. Everybody say equip. You know why? Because most people have no idea how to walk in victory over the enemy. And he's doing everything he can to destroy you and all of your babies and our church and the church. And he's trying to do everything he can. And you think, well, he can't, he can't. Doom, 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 doom. Doom, 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 doom. Can't yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Can't touch this. Yeah, I got the blood on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa. Are you sure? Because what I saw in my dream actually was people being picked off because he could. Because he could. I saw places in people's hearts and I saw infirmity. And I, I, I've got to stop to say. If the church doesn't step it up in the area of, of spiritual warfare and really understand how to take the region, then we will not take the region. But I'm going to tell you, I've given my life to it, and we're going to take the region. And if you want to get trained, come. And, uh, and I've seen a lot of flaky, kooky, nut job intercession that's not based on anything from Scripture. And I've seen people that be needless casualties of war and get their whole lives wiped out because they call the devil out for a fight. Don't you ever call the devil out for a fight. Say, say, repeat after me, if you, if you trust me, repeat after me. I will never, I will never call, out the devil call out the devil to fight him personally. Fight him personally. Amen. Amen. However, as a duly authorized child of God in the place of authority that Jesus has given me, I will drive him back until the kingdom comes by the authority of the name of Jesus. That's different. It's, I know that, that the devil knows that he's been defeated and that I'm under the blood. I'm just enforcing what Jesus has already done. And I've seen people, and I know you have too, Wally, that many, some of them are no longer alive. I've heard prayers that people pray that are just very dangerous. If we're going to see an outpouring, back to, the, back to this Acts, you're going to see an outpouring of the Spirit of God, you got to have a prayer meeting, but it's not just any prayer meeting. The way that they pray is so powerful. I mean, it's so powerful. They quote Scripture. They, they say, behold their threat. Lord, Lord, look at their threats. They're not hiding. Actually, what they're doing is they're asking for more power that got them in trouble in the first place. Give us more of the juice that, that got us arrested. Give us more boldness. Give us more power. You know, Lord, thank you. But look what they're saying. Now God grant to us boldness. And then you see what happens. Great outpouring. The, the presence of God came in response to prayer. It came in response to praying together. It's a corporate prayer meeting. It came in response to praying in agreement. They were in agreement. Agreement. Everybody say agreement. agreement. It came in response that they believed that God's power would manifest, and his power did, and it shook that place. It's like an earthquake or something. I don't, I don't know what that is. And they prayed specifically for a boldness. Verse 29. Look with me. Acts 4, 29. Where's my clock? No, we don't have one tonight. <laughs> now, Lord, consider their threats. Enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal. Interesting. Signs, wonders, miracles through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Stretch, en enable your servants to speak your word. 
Now understand that the speaking and the preaching of God's word is coupled with manifestation. It is not separate from. And there's been a whole movement of teaching in the 70s. It was great. It's great teaching in the 70s. It's 2022, and we have people that are men that want to be women. We need something more. We need something more. Oh, you say, well, that's our lower 48. Well, it's coming, honey. It's coming to the great Northland if we allow it. And it's not hatred. It's, it's, a, it's a righteous indignation and an enablement the only reason people do that is they're broken. They need healing. They need deliverance. And there hasn't been somebody that could preach, pray, and prophesy and bring them out of the bondage that they're in. And it's cultivated generation after generation. Listen, if you don't raise your children right, you're going to have a prison ministry. Can I just tell you? I don't care if you come to church your whole life here. Because listen, I know people. I know people who've gone to church here for long periods of time. But they, they didn't apply the principles in raising their children right. Oh, we tried to warn them. Getting too intense. Let's have a praise break. I'm feeling pretty intense right now. It's 844. There's nothing on Netflix that you can't watch later. Come on, ask God to just, <laughs> Lord, help me. Please stay sweet. But at the same time, I, at the same time, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I know this. I know, I know this, that if I could somehow say something that would somehow pierce through the dull hearing you have. We, 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 have, we have these courses and classes on how to raise children right, and all the people that need to go don't come. I'm totally serious. And Pastor Chris and I, we look at each other like, oh, hey, David, did you hear me before? <laughs> get, the, get the CD, get the DVD. Okay. We, so we see that the, the, the kids run the house. It's not, it's not parent-directed child, child raising. It's, it's when they have kids, then the kid becomes a little dictator. And every time the kid raise, rises up and then nobody wants to, you know, just don't, just don't let them cry. They carry the kids so often and, and never put them down that they end up bow-legged. I'm totally serious. You think, like, what's the problem? It's because the parent is so broken, they can't actually enforce loving communication and, and discipline and training. And, and so as a result, you raise up someone I'm going to go ahead and say it. I've offended half the congregation. This might catch the other half. And you get somebody that's raised up that wants to become a, a man who's a woman. Oh, yeah. Gosh, you shouldn't go there. It's too late. And in my dream, I, in my dream, I saw these things and I thought, gosh, I'm Lord. He says, if you'll teach people to pray, then their eyes will be open to what they need to be healed of. And then I want, you to, I want you to start a whole healing center. So guess what I've also done this week? We put it in gear. We're, start, we're starting a whole social services arm, and we're in process of all of that. Why? Because we have to take this. We have to take, we have to do, we have to take this region in Jesus. We've got to take our nation, but I figure we'll start one state at a time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I remember years ago, 
Minister Micah, would you come? I might not get all of the three points. <laughs> Years ago, I was in our car in Kauai, and Pastor Vince was in the back seat. Pastor Vince, Minister Ava, uh, we're, we're, we're family. So we've known each other for a, a long time. Over, over 20 years, I think. And so we were, we were passionately discussing something, which I'm sure I was wrong about. Yes. And so we're going... <laughs> We're going back and forth, and it kind of levels up. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's not just like, that. that's not what I said. Yes, it is. And it kind of levels up, right? We're, we're a passionate people. Facts, says Pastor Karen. So it levels up to, and now, now we're like in an argument. And it's almost as if Pastor Vance is not even in the car. You know what I mean? I mean, if you got somebody in the, if you're around somebody, you're like, you're going to behave yourself, right? No, no. Because we just, he was just family, and so family's in the back and just gonna watch us argue, I guess. And so it gets, it gets like the next level up, and Pastor Vince just, just starts singing in the back. <laughs> hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah, and we're like, that's not what I said, hallelujah. Halle. And we're like, go, go, hallelujah. And I, I look back and he's all, hallelujah, hallelujah. So we've, we've deployed that as a special weapon that whenever, not every time, but there's these times when it's been, when I've been wrong and, <laughs> and we just need to sing. Hallelujah. Prayer. Outpouring prayer. The second thing that's phenomenal, the keys to the outpouring of the Spirit of God, is they got filled with the Spirit. Now, this is not Acts 2. This is Acts 4. Well, I thought they were already filled. Yes. What's the problem? We leak. kid you not as I'm thinking about thinking about that it was it was the morning after my my dream I go into a, a, a our 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 global core meeting which is on my phone and I have I have headphones in and a prophetic word from 15 years ago that is recorded on my phone starts to play at the same time I have the meeting in my ear and I said, no way. And I know the word because it was such a powerful word. So I, 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 I take one of my earbuds and I, I give it to Pastor Karen and she sticks it in her ear. And I, and I just hear the first part of it. And it says this. There was a time when you came in so hungry and so thirsty and I would fill you, says the Lord. But by the time you got out to your car, it all drained out. It all leaked out. And then you would come back in and you get filled again. And then by the time you would get home, you'd last a little bit longer. But by the time you get home, you'd lose the anointing again. And the word 
I only know from my own heart because the thing cut off at that point. It was a message to me for you for now. The rest of the word says this, but now you're starting to walk and to hold the anointing. It doesn't drain out of you nearly as fast. You're learning to abide. You're learning to remain. You're learning to walk with me and talk with me. The key to the outpouring of Acts 4, which is not Acts 2, it's Acts 4, is a prayer meeting where they were in agreement and they prayed God's word. Two is that they had the fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. You can't separate revival from the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You just can't. Come on, lift your hands. Say, God, fill me afresh. Come on, God, fill me afresh. God did. He filled them. His presence came to help them to do his will. It's the purpose for the outpouring. It's not so you can just have goosebumps and say, oh, look, ooh, the spirit's moving. No, it's so you can stop being a jerk and you can be Christ-like to your wife or to your husband. It's so that you would get past and get healed of the wounds, the deep wounds that keep you from raising your children right. Because you're, well, I was so disciplined and I just don't want to hurt. Listen, if you don't train children, they're, they're not just going to end up good. You have to train them. And you got to pray your ears off. We've been through different challenges and, you know, teenagers. Oh, yeah, no, no. Raise your hand if you have a teenager in your house. Okay, I'm just telling you, y'all you all listen to me. Listen, you need a special touch from God. And I ain't even laughing. Pastor Vince, again. Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Vince again shared this with me. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about you out in the lobby. I'm talking about you. Yeah, so. <laughs> Pastor Vince, in the heat of raising teenagers, I remember Pastor Vince says, hold the line, Pastor. Hold the line. I said, oh, well, hold the line. You hold the line. You hold the line. It's like, yeah, they just push up against those boundaries. They just try to they're just trying to make sure they're still there. And there's times I've seen it. I've seen friends of mine. It so, can be so difficult that teenagers, it's hard to be, you know, 15 and know everything. I'm going over here. I'm not feeling the love from the whole front section over there. It's really hard. That's painful. That's painful. But if you don't learn how to, how to lead them and guide them with love, not anger, not ruling over them like some, some slave owner, for God's sake. Not the taskmaster. And I've done that. Oh, I've done that. I've got I've gotten to the place where I'm like, ah, what am I gonna do? Jesus. And then just like lost my mind. Wait, let me tell you what losing my mind looks like. It was like this. Let me just tell you, I own everything in your life. <laughs> everything. I brought you into the world. And what I would like to do right now is take all of your world, shrink it into a dime and stick it in my pocket. <laughs> and I can do it. We went through some counseling shortly thereafter, a number of years, a number of years later, a number of years later, we had to, you know that, that day when you were gonna shrink my life into a dime and these blue lasers were firing out of your head? You remember that? I didn't always do it right. I repented a lot. And if I could go back and, 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 and change some things, oh, I would. 
But some of you are in the formative years with your children. You want them to serve God. There's a little sub message here. I didn't plan on this. You gotta get healed. You have to get healed of your anger and your control and your manipulation. You try to manipulate and, 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 and scare your kids into serving God. The second they get out of your house, it will blow up like shrapnel all over the world. Don't tell me my kids gonna blow up. Oh, shut up. You're full of pride. Just stop, okay? Stop. What do you know? I'm not feeling the love. Amen. <laughs> We're gonna have a move of the Spirit of God, but it's gonna come from, it's gonna into every single age group. You've got to learn how to raise your kids. If you could peel the veneer back and just see the brokenhearted father who's 60 years old, whose kids don't call him anymore. If you could peel the veneer back of the brokenhearted mother with the, the kids don't come anymore. They don't bring the grandchildren over anymore because you're filled with strife and, you're, and, and there's unforgiveness. And then, you know, you get born again, you get saved and God shows you these things. You're like, what do you do? Repent, man. Repent. Send gifts. Repent. They don't, they don't honor me. You weren't honorable. You're a jerk. Come on, smile at me. He's not talking about me. We're good. Maybe it's just for someone online. We're going to have a, an outpouring of the Spirit of God. It will come because of one prayer. It'll also come because we're praying, praying God's Word, praying rightly. We've been equipped. We've, we've been trained. And we contend, we fight, we pray. Corporate prayer, individual prayer, we pray. It'll come also, secondly, number two, everybody say number two, because of the outpouring of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit coming upon us, enabling us. Enabling us to what? Number three, boldly speak His Word. And, and it's more than just speak His Word, it's live His Word. There's coming a great outpouring. Lift your hands to heaven, I'm done. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's Word. Thank you again for listening to King's Alaska Podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com. And may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.